It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Thanks for joining me for this weekend's best bits of the week. I'll be counting down the best seven bits from the show this week based on all of y'all's engagement on social media, online, and whoever decided to call on the show and talk to us about things. For this weekend's show, I'm bringing on some members. Lunchbox and Amy are going to come on and talk about some things that happened with them during this week. And those are always the fun moments. We get to hear everything that they're feeling from what went down during the show that week. So here we go. Listen back. We're going to break down the seven biggest segments from the week. So first up, we had a really controversial segment on the show. Bobby's getting married sometime this summer, and he wants to wear makeup on his wedding day. And as you can imagine, everybody had a whole lot of opinions, including our listeners. So listen back to this. Let us know what you think. Number seven. We were about a year ago, they were going, hey, the guy shoe market is going to just explode. Maybe a year and a half or so ago. And it's true. Guys are buying more shoes than ever. It's now become a trendy fashion thing for guys. I also love shoes. Although during the pandemic, I just haven't bought almost any because you don't get to go anywhere, you know? But they were right. Well, the same people are going, hey, guys wearing makeup, makeup for men is going to explode. Really? What do you think about that? I'm not into it, but I, I don't could... think it's like eyeshadow. Well, what do you, what, I, or I, I was thinking eyeliner. I, I think I picture. My brain always goes to the Hunger Games and thinking of the Capitol and how everyone, the men, even wore makeup. And it was just acceptable to be lavish like that. Mm. So that's how that's how I picture our future. Well, maybe I feel defensive because... You already wear it? About twice a week, I wear makeup for TV projects that I do. You I'm, do non-shine. I don't know what that means. That's well, like base stuff so yes. your skin doesn't Foundation. shine. Foundation. Maybe like if I have like little blemishes, you put on the other creamy stuff. Cover it up. Yeah. Cover up. So I wear that, but I think it looks great. Yeah. I love it. Like I sometimes I don't wash my face when I go to bed because I want to wake up pretty the next day. Hmm. Right. How does Caitlin feel about that? <sighs> she has adjusted, <laughs> but there have been times early on she was like, you know, I never thought in my life I'd say I got to put some makeup on my fiance so we can go to work. Hmm. But she does it now. And she does my makeup for me when I do the Opry now. And so, but male grooming, they say, and makeup is expected to grow as men continue to spend more money on stuff like face wash, hair removal products. Also, we're talking concealer, which is makeup, foundations. The debate has been, and I know all the guys listen to the show are rolling their eyes at me now. Fine, you probably were already. This is not new. <laughs> and I don't wear it unless I have somewhere to, like, where there's going to be bright lights and a camera. So I don't just sit around on a Tuesday and go, okay, let me put yeah. this on. But the debate has been for our wedding, I would like to wear a little makeup. No. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Because of all the pictures. No. I do it all the time anyway. No. No. You do not need to wear makeup for your wedding. It's going to be videoed, pictures. I'm already comfortable wearing it. Huh. Okay. I love you. Well, you just yelled no twice. Yeah, right, you did. Bones, as, as your best man, I think you should do you, man. Thank you. I appreciate and, and, that. And even more than that, I think we should all, everyone in your party, we should all wear makeup. <laughs> no. Ugh. But you don't even notice on me, really. That's the best part of it. It just makes them look TV Have you ready. talked this over with Caitlin? She didn't love it. I'm going to be oh, honest really? with you. Really? Well, mm. you're, this is not American Idol. This is your wedding. <laughs> you're oh, you're not on national HDTV mm. or whatever the 4D, what is it that, that's TV 4K. now? 4K. Like you're, no. It's bigger than that. It's his wedding. Yeah. yeah but, I want to look perfect. Right. Uh, oh, okay. You vote no? I vote no. No. I need to ask her where she really 
She feels probably like no. <laughs> well, but I think she also will allow me if she's like, if that's important to you. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, now it's going to agree. It's going to graduate. You're going to be like every day. You're going to start wearing makeup every day. No, I don't want, I don't want too much trouble. I don't even fix my hair. I, I fix my hair none unless I'm going somewhere for to, to have to be, have my hair fixed. You've done that forever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fix my hair. I don't, I have two modes. Sweats. That's it. Or have to get really dressed up for something. I don't have a middle mode. Lunchbox makeup for the wedding or no? Are you going to wear a white dress also? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, really. I mean, it's just, you might as well go all out. I mean, if you're going to just do whatever you want to do, wear the white dress. And I mean, that's for women. Makeup is for women. It's not for men. Sorry. I mean, I don't know that I stand that far with it, but you do hey, not. Pick a side, lunchbox or me. No. Like two, two sides. <laughs> no, 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 no. Amy, I'm not you just said that. no makeup no. at the wedding, so you're on my side. I, but I'm not saying you men are. should never wear makeup. I just don't think Bobby needs it at his wedding, and I feel strongly about that. Okay, I'll talk to Caitlin and see what she says. Okay. All right, thank you guys for hanging out. You can go to our... Ooh, I don't want people to go to Facebook about that. <laughs> no. That's going to be ugly. We'll post it, whatever. I can take it. I know it's not going to be popular. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. It's always fun when we get to bring on guests, but it's even more fun when we get to watch the guests come in for their first time and then continue to come in and keep succeeding. And that's what's been happening with Heath Sanders. He came in a few years back after he went viral for a Chris Stapleton cover, and now he's back in this week to talk about his new EP. Like, life just blew up for him, and we couldn't be more excited. Plus, every time he performs, everybody loves it online. So listen back to this and probably put it on repeat. Number six on the Bobby Bones Show now. Heath Sanders. I'm such a big fan of this guy. Uh, Common Ground is the new EP that's out today. How many songs on this, Heath? Four. Four songs. He's going to play for us in just one second. But you may remember Heath from back in the day. He put a video up on, on Facebook, and it was a Chris Stapleton cover of Either Way. And here's a clip of that. I'm past down, all my tears cry. So that goes up on Facebook. Everybody's like, look how good this guy is. He moves to Nashville, gets a record deal. You're working in the oil field when you put that video up, right? Yeah, man. Well, so I, I know you were, work, you were working every day in the oil fields, but when were you playing music? Like at night on Saturdays? Yeah, I really just started to make, make lunch money, man. Started playing, you know, shows around Central Arkansas, just little bars and stuff, man. Making a couple hundred bucks a weekend just to kind of help me buy groceries, you know? Was that fun for you? Meaning would you work in the field all week and just look forward to being able to play in a bar on the weekend. Sure, you always look, you know, look forward to cutting loose a little bit, and you know, there's a lot of stress in the old field to to take out on a on a guitar and a mic. So yeah, it was, it was yeah, I was always looking forward to it. Do you remember your last day on the job? Because you knew this was it for me. Like the next day, I'm a full time music man. Yeah. <laughs> what was that last day like? Man, it was a little bittersweet, to be honest. You know, you, you're walking away from a lot of camaraderie out there in the field and a lot of good guys and. So it was a little sad, but at, on the other side, it was a little freeing too, man. It was uh, I definitely slept in the next morning. It was the first <laughs> time in, in years I didn't have to be up at 5. So, <laughs> How cool right. is that that you you get to go and make music? You're just a kid growing up in a small town in Arkansas, and you're moving to Nashville, and you're going to pay your bills by doing something you love. It's unbelievable, man. I, I still Three years later, I still wake up every day just just in disbelief that I get to do this for a living that, and, that, and that the people have, you know, have supported me through this and 
you know, because it's really them doing it. You know, I'm just writing words, and it's really them that's building this thing and, and supporting it. And so just have to have that many people behind you and, and helping you out and, and giving you another way of life is, is amazing, man. All right, you going to play a song for us. What are you going to do here? This is Old School's End, brother. This is track one of the four songs. The whole thing is called Common Ground. This is Heath Sanders. Uh, introduce your guitar player over here. Yeah, this is my guitar player, Casey Paraday. We actually met at a crawfish bull in northwest Arkansas. So uh, he's been with he's been with me since the beginning of this thing. So all right, here is uh, Heath Sanders doing Old School's End. Say the bell rang Class lit out a long time ago And the world ain't Ever going back to the way we know it Well, call me crazy But I wouldn't buy that lie Even if they paid me I think we got a pretty damn good thing going Over time still crawls a flag still flies, mama still cooks and God won't die dogs still hunt me and man up a little bit of red just runs in your blood, yes sir yes ma'am, handshake deals, right still rules keep hunting real and three chords and the truth ain't going nowhere yeah, old school still in out here Come on! Yeah. Look at that! Heath Sanders. Look what you started, Bobby. Come on. <laughs> it's so good, man. I tell you once, I've been a fan of Heath for a long time, and I was playing a show in Arkansas. I was uh, doing stand-up at, at a theater there, and I said, Heath, come out and play. I said, just, just come out. We won't really make a big deal about you being there, but Heath's like me, grew up in a small town in Arkansas, and man, there's we get no prouder than we get to play in front of our own people, you know? Yeah, and Heath comes out, and he plays... And the whole crowd stands up and gives him a standing ovation. And I knew I wasn't going to stand an ovation. <laughs> he, like, stole the show before I went on. Yeah. But I was happy for it. Look at you. You made man. me smile. You're so yeah. good. You made me proud, man. I didn't do, have anything to do with it. I'm still proud. You've got a lot to do with it, Bobby. No, no, man, no. Thanks for everything, brother. I, I really mean that, man. Uh, just, just so good. He's got four new songs out today. Old School's In, Can't Undo, I Do. That's for you. I haven't, heard, your alley, I haven't heard it yet. I'm going to listen today. I was just like, huh? Oh, hey. All right. All right. Uh, Love Needs Making is a song. Okay. Uh, that's for you, too. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, there he is, Heath Sanders. Great job, as always. Thanks, Bobby. You Thanks are for having me, man. truly, and you're starting to be discovered now, but you're truly that undiscovered gem that this town has no idea what's about to hit him in the face. Oh, man. So and when you make it, you know, don't forget me. All right, buddy. <laughs> I got you, I'm gonna be. I'll probably be out of work. I'll be like, Heath, let me get some tickets to that show. <laughs> All right, Heath Sanders, check out his music. It's out today, Common Ground. Uh, back in a second. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. Coming in at number five, Lunchbox last week on the Wait, sh- number five? I'm only number five? Oh, boy. I couldn't even get to the intro of this segment. How am I not number one? I thought I was coming on here the, oh, number one moment of the week. 
I'm number five of five. Congratulations, hey, Lunchbox. Hey, you made it on the best bit. Yeah. There's a whole lot that happened this yeah, week. Yeah, nothing m- bigger than this. Okay, I want to know what the I number one is. Can I now? Can I? The, the number one is coming up, so I cannot oh, reveal that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, go ahead. Can I intro you now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, last week, Lunchbox came on the show, and he was making a big deal out of his wife wanting him to teach her how to drive stick shift. And then this week he comes in with audio of him teaching her how to drive stick shift. So I brought on Lunchbox so we could talk about this because the audio is hilarious. And when I say hilarious, like I actually hilarious. Out loud. It's so hilarious. We put it at the number five spot. It barely <laughs> made it, guys. It, was just, it just squeaked in there. I mean, it was so hilarious that it almost didn't make it. Okay, the bitterness is there. Can, can we move forward now? Yeah, how are you? Okay. Um, no, you didn't answer my question. I'm, I'm great besides the interrupting that just happened but sorry how are you i'm wonderful i'm mm-hmm. glad to be here i'm just glad to make it that's all that matters is making it right yes it does it doesn't Fake matter it about being number it. one <laughs> okay well as you guys can tell lunchbox is on with me to talk about this lunchbox tell me why you had a change of heart to finally teach your wife how to drive stick shift after months of her asking her uh, more like years she's been begging me for a long time but I never would do it. But then when she agreed that she would pay for any damages she caused, I said, okay, then there's a there, it's kind of a give or take. Like if she wrecks your car, she'll pay for it and you get new parts. And my car is an 05 Ultima with 207,000 miles on it. So it, it could use some new parts. So if anything went wrong while she's driving it, it'd be perfect and get it, you know, get a little, what do you call that? A, a makeup? A, a, what do you call a, what is it when a girl goes in and gets a, uh, a makeover? Oh, that's what it's called. A makeover. Yeah, I couldn't okay. make up. I couldn't think of the name. Well, I mean, I have a question because obviously the car you have now is a stick shift. It's going to go out at some point. Like this car is not going to last forever. The next car that you get, is it also going to be a stick shift? I would love for it to be a stick shift. I'm telling you, if you've ever driven a stick shift and then you go to an automatic, it is so boring. It's like, oh, this is lame. And so I, my first car when I was 16 was a stick shift. Didn't really know how to drive it. But I learned, and then my second car was automatic, and I was like, I am never going back to automatic. It is so boring. Okay, so is it more fun to be driving a stick shift then? Like, I've never driven one. I think it is. I think it's more fun. Because then when you're sitting at a stoplight, you can put it in neutral and you wiggle the joystick. And you, you like, wiggle. make the vroom vroom yeah, yeah. sounds? Well, you can do that, too. <laughs> That's all I know of a stick shift yeah, you it can makes peel the loud out, noises. That, that impresses people. When you peel out in the parking lot or somewhere, everybody turns heads like, dang, that dude's cool. Or so that girl's cool. Maybe it's more of like a, it's a boost of confidence for you to no, have this No, I just think it's, it's really fun. It really is fun. Like, But, like, also you look cool to people. Well, no one knows it's a stick shift unless you're peeling out. Besides oh. that, they don't know. But I it's mean, true. I'm telling I didn't you, when I'm driving, you drove a stick it's just fun. Like you feel like you're controlling that car when it's automatic. It's just like, all right, it's I'm like just a real on. life video game. Yeah, I guess you'd call it that. I don't really play video games. Okay, well, so, so it's your real life video game. Yeah, it's just a blast. Okay, well, during this audio, you're calling your wife girl a lot. Yeah, say and girl. And everybody's, <laughs> you call me girl a lot. And so that's just like, I, I didn't I, even know that that... Didn't even notice it until someone pointed yes. it out. I think Amy called me out on it, but I mean... So I'm, since you don't normally call your wife that, what do you normally call your wife? Like, what are your names for her? Hey, names? Hot Stuff, Smoking Hot Wife, Hey, Baby Mama, Hey, Main Squeeze. I mean... Just you know, all of them? You just kind of yeah. keep adding hey, on? Hey, Love Muffin. What is she in your phone as? Uh, Her name. Oh, so you don't have like her pet name in there? No. Oh. 
Because when I met her, I just put her name in there. I mean, I didn't know. And you left it? Yeah, I mean, no need to change it. I don't go in and edit. I'm not like that. This brings me to a more But you know what I'm in in her question. phone? What? Lunchbox. What up? It's not even your real name? Nope. <laughs> Does she call you Lunchbox at home? No. But she calls you that in her phone? Well, that's because when she met me. Yeah, but like, you know, after you like meet, I don't know, the love of your life, you change their name in your phone. I mean, it might be lunchbox and the name but i don't i mean or my name and then lunchbox I, I don't know how she has it and she may have edited it by now but for years it was that was what it was well i mean i do get it because there's people that are still on my phone and it's like name and then bumble the dating right and then there's like girl green dress i mean i don't know who green dress is that was years ago but i just never i don't go back and take people out of my phone so some chick that was in a green dress at the bar however many years ago She's just green dress. <laughs> this is true. I can't give you too much flack on it. Okay, so what's the latest update? Have you taught her again, or is that the only lesson? No, it was the only lesson. I got to say, you know when we did that? We did it. It was pouring rain, and Ooh. so she was really scared. Yeah. But, hey, you got to hey, learn in all kinds of weather. You have to yeah, be prepared like, for all You have to be prepared for all situations. So I was like, look, you might as well jump in head first, right? Isn't that what they say? Dive in, jump in head first. I don't yeah, know what they call yeah, yeah. it. But... Yeah, she did great. I mean, she did a lot better than I thought she was going to do, but I mean, she definitely stalled a lot, and I want her to go out on the road, but she's not ready for that. She says she'll need a, quote, lot more lessons. So, I mean, you guys don't, I mean, I know you all have babysitters here, but your family isn't here. They're all in Texas. Right. So when you guys did this, did you have somebody watching the kids or were the kids with you? No, one kid was in the car. The other kid was at daycare. So Baby Box was at daycare. Baby Box 2, who is about to be one years old, he was in the car. Were you, like, scared at all? Like, No, I mean, what? He's but you guys, car seat. you guys weren't on a road or highway or anything. Right, we were in wrong. the parking lot okay. of a football stadium, so there was nowhere. I mean, she could hit curbs and maybe a couple parked cars that were randomly parked there in the middle of the day. I don't understand that. I'm just kind of like picturing Baby Box in the back like, what did I get into? I did not ask to be a part oh, of Oh, he this. was getting shaken. It was like, oh, it was like a little massage for the baby, even though he doesn't know what that is. But he's like, wow, this is great. It's like a massage chair in the mall. Well, before we go and everybody listens to this To the audio, number five moment, guys. Not even number one. Don't worry about it. Anything else you would like to add to this moment with your wife? Uh, no. I mean, I don't, I don't, whatever. It's great. I think it's fun. Are you going to be teaching her anything else? Anything else? I'm going to teach her. No, we already taught her that. Do not get dirty on this. is a family friendly podcast. I was going to teach her how to play fantasy football. That's all all I was going to say. What are you talking about? Yeah, sure. I saw your face. Nobody else saw his face. I saw his face. Hey, (laughs) hey, guys, you know where Morgan number two's mind goes. When I start talking about teaching my wife something, it automatically goes dirty. All I was going to say, I was going to teach her how to change the oil. I mean, you have no idea what I was going to say, but you went. But really, is there something else you would like to teach your wife? No. No. I mean, if she wants me to teach her something, she'll ask me, but I don't think so. All right. She already knows how to cook, so I don't need to teach her that. On that note, we should go. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get to the top moments of the week, guys. (laughs) Number five, we already did that. Don't worry about it. All right. Well, thanks, Lunchbox. Y'all listen back. I hope you get a good laugh out of this. Number five moment. Not number one. Get a good laugh out of number five. (laughs) Goodbye. Number five. Okay, Lunchbox, talk with me here. Your wife comes to you and says what? She's always wanted to learn how to drive stick. My car is a standard, and she doesn't know how to drive it. She's been begging me since we got married to teach her, and I always said no. And then so finally we became we came to an agreement that if she ruined my car, which I was worried about, that she would pay for any damages she caused out of her bank account. So two things we need to address here. One, what kind of car is this? An 05 Altima 5-speed. Vroom, vroom. Standard. Yeah. Rocking. Okay. Rocking. The next thing is, just quickly... 
You and your wife have completely separate money. Separate bank accounts. That way you don't fight over money. Her money is her money. My money is my money. And we do percentages of bills and things like that. So where did you go to teach her how to drive the car? Uh, Nissan Stadium. Oh, so you go to the football stadium. Nice. Yeah. There's a lot of room there. A lot of room, parking lot, not anybody around. So that way she can't hit anything. Okay, here's clip one, Lunchbox, explaining how to start up the car. All right, start it up. Okay. And you can start it in neutral if you want. Start it in neutral. It's in neutral right means. now. You're just having your foot on the brake. You don't need the clutch. Clutch and gas? No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> no. Girl, girl. Are you what? You're not even on. The car's not <laughs> on. <laughs> well, we were going a little. Yeah, you're rolling because you're in neutral. <laughs> Oh boy. I thought you said I could start from neutral. So I struck. Oh, yeah. You still got to turn on the dang car. So the car still isn't on. No, she, no, she can't turn the car on. She's pressing the gas without even being on, and we're rolling backwards, and she didn't understand. So eventually. She gets the car in motion, and I mean, or she tried to get the car in motion. But you, she got it on. She got it on. Okay. She got it on. So we're teaching. Slowly. Just slowly let your foot off the clutch, and you're going to feel it. And as you're slowly coming off the... Oh, my God. You've got to take that mercy break off, girl. <laughs> you've got to teach me. I didn't know that that was on. <laughs> okay, it's off now. Now, with your foot kind of on the gas. So, wait. I got to slow... I'm... As you're slowly taking it off the clutch, uh -huh. slide your right foot to the gas. Now, press the gas. Pass, press press the gas because you're rolling. Oh, my gosh. Am press I in gas. drive? Yeah. <laughs> you died. We were going backwards. <laughs> How frustrated were you one to ten? Oh my gosh, like an eight, nine. I mean, she couldn't even understand that we kept rolling backwards. She didn't know if it was in drive. She, oh, it was, it was disaster. Okay, here is uh, one final clip. Set me up here. She's driving. She's starting to move, you know. But the problem is, she's headed straight for a curb, and she doesn't know how to brake or anything. Yeah, that's a big part of it. <laughs> she's not a brake. Oh, you gotta press that clutch. I oh did. my. <laughs> There's a sidewalk. That's a curb right there, girl. Good grief. Were you just going to run right into it? No. Did you see it? Did you see it, honestly? I saw it, but I hadn't registered that it was a dead end yet. There's a curb again. I know. I'm swinging wide. Good so grief. right here. Oh, shoot. That sounded real bad. Oh, oh. oh, that didn't sound good. <laughs> we'll work on that one. What was that? <laughs> she stalled out because oh, she wasn't okay. present. She wasn't giving enough gas, so we're going slow, and it starts rocking back and forth, and uh, it's just. Uh. It sounds like she's having the best time. Yeah, she's having a great time ruining the car. How did it end? I, I, I said that's enough for the day. Like she wasn't ready to go on the road. I, there was no way. Oh, I was, the road. Like I did yeah, not take her that. on the road because I was like, you are not ready for that. Like it was just, it was too much. She did a good job. She finally got it to where she got it into third gear. Sometimes she would go from first to fifth because she didn't really understand and it would stall out. But, I mean, she did better than I thought. But, boy, it was frustrating. How long till you go on the highway? That's what we want to hear. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you, the highway is easier than the the, the regular streets because you've got to start and stop yeah. on a regular street. So, highway, once you're going, you're good. So I'm going to give it another two weeks. We'll practice and maybe take it on the side roads and see when she gets her courage. She's a very scared driver as it is. Does anyone else notice how many times Lunchbox calls his wife girl? Yeah, yeah. notice that. Yeah. Hey, it's, just a, it's just a pet name. Who cares? I'm, I'm with you. Well, what's wrong with girl? Nothing. I've never heard you call her Never. That. I never. just I didn't know if that was like a new thing. Is it new? Or is that what you do at home? Hey, oh. girl. 
I mean, it's just a name. Hey, girl. It's, girl. it's, it's not like telling her, hey, teenage girl. It's just a girl. <laughs> hey, girl. It'd be creepy if it's hey, teenage girl, yeah. but it's not. I mean, yeah. we, we call her hey, hot stuff the whole time. I figure you'd get creeped out if I said that. I think you're in a no-win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in a couple <laughs> weeks, hit us back with the audio of her on the big streets. Okay. No rush, by the way. No, oh, There's no, no deadline. We gotta keep practicing. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Another awesome guest we had on this week was Russell Dickerson. So he came in, we got to play those performances, hear all about his new life as a dad. It's just all like, you're just going to swoon and also be like, oh, this is so cute. So listen back. Number four, the Friday morning conversation with Russell Dickerson. You know, Russell, I was thinking as you came in and here you have, what, four number ones in a row? That's right, Mm -hmm. right? You walk in, you have nobody with you. You have no record label person. You have no manager. And I'm saying this in in the most loving like yeah. respectful way. You have no crew. You showed up and I was like, hey, I see Russell in the, the green room. Where's his people? And they're like, no, no, he just rolled up by himself. That's, that's it, bro. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody's done that. No. Really? I don't, I don't know. It feels weird to bring people like, hey, man, come on. Like, well, we all got to roll deep. Your labels, though, <laughs> would be like, hey, we need to go with you and make sure Bobby doesn't do anything stupid. Right. You know, that happens. We've done this enough times, though, okay. you know? I'm just saying, yeah. I find it oddly refreshing that you walked in here. Yeah, All man. alone. And I was like, is Russ already? I don't see his people there. And they're like, he's by himself. Yeah. Like, also, let me say this in the most respectful <laughs> way. You're jacked. Yeah. I'm serious. It's like because pressing against no. It's like when you push it up, you know? <laughs> I see you on Instagram and you do your dad bod workout, yeah. whatever you call them. Dad bod wad. He did a sh- He was doing a oh, workout of the day. Some kind of or, yeah. Instagram shower head thing. He was selling a shower head or something. And, I, and he had a shirt off and I hit him up. I'm not about the shower head. I was like... <laughs> Dude, how, who knew you had those abs? Am I going a little too hard on his body right now? No, I mean, I'm sure he enjoys it. Oh, just bring it. Keep, is, there keep a it sho- is there a shower head we need in our lives? There's a speaker oh, yeah, or something, dude. right? Yeah, the Kohler. It's like Kohler Moxie and legit, like, within the shower head is a Bluetooth speaker that sounds fantastic. And then when you're done, pop it out, take it over to the sink. It's it's legit. Interesting. Yeah. The, the guy's six foot four and he's ripped up. <laughs> I'm just amazed. <laughs> Got a new baby. Honestly, that's where it's from, is holding this 25-pound kid just constantly. How hard is it to have a newborn? Honestly, the first six weeks, I was like, another kid. Let's go. Let's do it. And then that, like, the exhaustion just never stopped. And so it was like, it was like, all right, we might need a little minute. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, kept going, like, okay, no sleep that night. We're good. Next day, no sleep. No sleep, and then it just like never stops. Even last night, doesn't stop. So you're just always tired. Pretty much. I'm gonna play a couple clips here. Uh, it's got a bunch of number ones in a row. You guys may know yours. Here you go. Thank God I'm yours. Blue Tacoma. Blue Tacoma, California. Every little thing. Cause I love every little, every little. Love you like I used to. I don't love you like I used to. You still a morning person with Absolutely. the baby? Absolutely. It's made me more of a morning person. This guy wakes up and he's like, you know, in Oklahoma, oh, what a beautiful morning. <laughs> like that? That's oh, literally him every day of his life. <laughs> he wakes up like SpongeBob. He's like, this is the greatest day ever. <laughs> he's always in a good mood. Oh. I, I, what is it? What's your morning routine? You wake up. What do you do? Uh, now it's like I wake up and me and me and Remington have just our bro time. I put him in his little play thing, read a little bit, drink coffee, have a little breakfast and then because kale's will get up in the middle of the night and deal with baby and then so i let her sleep until whenever in the morning so 
That's my responsibility as a dad. How gross is it to change your baby's diaper or not at all? Uh, it's getting there. It's getting, it's getting pretty. Cause like he'll have like a major blowout and it's like up his back and like coming out the <laughs> sides and the thighs and everywhere. Like, and it never happens at home either. It's like, <laughs> it's always out in public. It's at the mall. It's, you know, wherever it is. And so we're like on the, on the tailgate of the truck, just like changing our baby in the middle of a parking lot. And it's, uh, it's not that gross though. I would think that it's not because it's your baby. Still yeah, gross. It's disgusting. Like, I'm still grossed out by my dog's poop. Right. But it's my dog and he's sick. I'm just feeling worse that he feels sick than right. I do. Right, yeah. And yeah. obviously a dog and a baby are the same, so. Uh, <laughs> I, felt, I felt the entire listening audience roll their eyes when I made the right. dog analogy. Uh, Russell brought his guitar, so I'm going to play some songs as we interview here. How about, which, you know, Love You Like I Used To is continuing to stay a top song even though it already hit number one, and you're on to the next song. It's insane. It's continuing to stay at the top of the charts. Yeah, it's insanity. Uh, do you want to play a little bit for us? Absolutely. All right, here is Russell Dickerson doing a little bit of Love You Like I Used To. Girl, I've always loved you. Oh, but something's changed. Blame it on time, the road or the ride. But it ain't the same. Because it's a different kind of feeling. Not the one I knew. From the sweet on your lips to how your hand and mine fits. Girl, I've always loved you. But I don't love you like I used to. This gets better every time you kiss me like this it's stronger the longer i'm with you yeah more than every single day before didn't know i could ever love you more than i did baby i do i don't love you like i used to come on yeah russell dickerson here all six foot four of them you know i was thinking because we had this <laughs> doctor on who can extend height. What? Now, what happens, he, why he originally studied it, because people get in accidents so or they're born with something, mm -hmm. and they can fix that by equaling things. But then it's turned into a cosmetic surgery where there was a guy who was 5'11", went in, paid $75,000. He's 6'1". Now. For two inches. For two inches. Now, the doctor told me I could get six inches, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Five. And I would be taller than you. For how much, though? Is it like oh, 75 oh, per no, that's, two it inches? It starts at 75. Right. So, yeah. He so, that would be 75 times three? So, yeah. So, oh, he's going to do the math. Go ahead. I know. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have that. You know, there was a, a, a really great story that happened over the holiday. You came across your fan Sarah's story. Mm. Tell the show and tell our listeners what happened there. Oh, man. So, I'm tagged in this video, and it's this girl in a hospital bed doing this little, like, dance to home suite and uh and i'm like oh that's that's fun and like as i keep watching the video i realize that like and i read the story of what's happening and she was hit head on in a car crash and lost both of her legs amputated and so uh just to see the joy on her face like one of the most special moments that i've seen and so i'd, I'd called my manager i was like what can we do any and everything like I'm all in. And so we ended up teaming up with Chevy, and uh, they they gave her a 2021 Chevy Traverse, and they're going to fully uh, upfit it for her, like, you know, her new life. And so she'll be able to travel around in that little thing. And, and so that was, like, one of the highlights of my career. He's here. He's playing songs for us. We're talking about new music. He's got four number ones in a row. You're just killing it. Do you feel like that it took forever to kill it? Because, again, you're one of the guys that 
had no money and were grinding, no label? I mean, or do you feel like it was like a, a climb that you kind of felt momentum the entire time? No, dude. There were there were moments a lot like early on. Like I started off like 2010, 11, and uh, man, playing for any. I mean, two hundred fifty dollars to drive to Omaha, Nebraska, and play a dorm room lobby that only the RAs are there because they have to be there. And then, <laughs> and then, but not just that random, but that happening like time after time after time again like you pull up to a show you're like all right maybe this one will be different maybe there'll be some people there and then you they're like oh yeah you're actually playing in the cafeteria today and and so like in a concrete cafeteria with like just a giant brick building and everybody's like dear please stop full band like drums everything they're like just please like we're trying to eat lunch <laughs> dude, please i will pay you to not play so there have been times like that along the way i remember your wife and she was bragging on you, but talking about how you would play a full show, full band, everything, at like a, a festival, and there would be eight people standing around, but you would perform it as hard as possible. Oh, yeah. We raged all Like, the it time. didn't matter. Yeah. Two or 2,000. Like, yeah. you were going hard. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things where it you can either, like, pout about it, or you can go in your mind and just envision arenas and envision yourself getting there. And that's what I chose to do, man, Every every time. You know the song that I like to hear when it comes on the radio is that uh, Blue Tacoma. That's a good one, huh? Yep. What if Amy said no? How hilarious <laughs> would that be if she was like, well, no, not really. Not my favorite. Like, I've heard better, <laughs> honestly. Blue Tacoma? Uh, I don't get uh, it. Let's do, uh, let's do a little bit of Blue Tacoma. Why is it blue? <laughs> Wheels rolling on a no Toyota. Twist top on a sun-kissed soda. Your brown hair in that West Coast wind. If heaven is anywhere, 96 at the top of our lungs, shuffling and I'm still the one, missing turns cause that's our song. If heaven is anywhere, it's in a blue Tacoma, California, white magnolia in your hair, rays of gold shining on you, ooh, if heaven is anywhere, it's never running out of golden road. Always having your hand to hold in a blue Tacoma, California. Ooh, if heaven is anywhere, it's right here. Nice. He held it out too for yeah. you. Because yeah. it's a small crowd, but you played it hard. That's Dude. what I like. You you went fully in. Dude, you got to envision. Small crowd. I was talking to your buddy Thomas Rhett, and you guys, guy. are, you guys are good friends. Yes. And I was running some business ideas by him. Okay. Like, like, and I had a couple great ones that he didn't like. He didn't want to invest any money on. Really? Well, I had... Yeah, ask him. I gave okay. him some A-plus ideas. But I have a couple for you. Let's go. That I think if you started these, you could really make some money, and I would be happy to come in as an angel investor. Oh, yes. Okay. Like a meal delivery kit, but instead of focusing on you know, the meats and the cheeses, it's mostly just on Brussels sprouts, and it's called Russell's Brussels. It's different <laughs> Brussels sprouts from all over. Because there's a, there's a demand for Brussels sprouts. Honestly. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of Brussels sprouts, so Brussels, I'm 100% in. Think about that. Um that's pretty much the only one I had for him today. Oh. It's just tough, you know? That's the only one you need, It's bro, just tough. But Russell, with a brilliant idea like that? Which famous Russell would you most like to hang out with? Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seahawks. Russell Brand, oh. funny comedian, British dude. Yeah. Russell Crowe, who seems like he'd be miserable to hang out with. <laughs> so up to you. Up to you. <laughs> Which one? Man, probably Russell Wilson. I feel like that would be, that'd be a great hang. I actually met him one time, and it was... 
one of the you know one of those kind of starstruck moments because he was a Sierra Sierra. Where did you meet Sierra. Russell? Because we're on in Seattle now, mm-hmm. um, and he's a big fan. He listens every morning. Russell Wilson does. What's up, dog? <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know if he does Just kidding. Yeah. But um, where did you meet him? What was the situation? Uh, at the Clive Davis Grammy oh, party. What a flex. Jeez. He didn't even flex. I, mean, I, I pulled it out of uh, you. Yeah, sorry. So you're at the Clive Davis Grammy party and he's chilling? Here's the, yes. Here's the thing, though, is we were like, we we had to, we entered in like the the back door and like our seats were taken when we went to sit down and like Brandy Carl, I'm literally not, I'm name dropping because awesome. Please do. of how little of what peons we were at this party. And so we're like, you know, Brandy Carl, I'm like, hey, like, I think these are our seats. And like, she shows us our tickets. We're like oh, comparing no. or whatever. And they're like, you know what? Just forget it. And so I went to, I went out back to the library. I was like, hey, like, we don't have seats. Uh, could we just like, whatever. So we end up going, they're like, here, just come here. So they put us on the second row with like Miguel. Uh, what's her name from the Pussycat Dolls? And Nicole like, Scherzinger? Uh, yeah. yeah. And so we're just like, what the actual heck are we doing here? Like, we don't belong here by any means. We're not nominated for anything. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, my God, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> and that's when you meet Russell Wilson. Yeah. Was he bigger in person? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so he, is she. She's tall, too. Yeah. And they were nice to you? Incredible. I wonder how much a suit costs. That's Sierra? always what I wonder when I see famous people. How much do their suits cost? Honestly. What about Sierra? She remembered my name, though. From meeting when we, you when? Well, she's married to Russell Wilson. She was like, bye, Russell. I was like, she knows my name. <laughs> oh. She knows you my remember, name. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. No. You know, uh, I like every little thing because it's, it's, it's the most upbeat of your hits, I think. Is it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Have a little, have a right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Come Where on. do you put that in the set list? Oh, man. Usually... That's like the bring it back up kind of thing, you know? So you knock them down, then you take them back yeah, up with that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You want to play a little bit of that for us? Absolutely. Here is Russell Dickerson. Another number one. Another one. Another, <laughs> Another one. one. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my baby, she's Alabama. My Dixie land of light. She kissing me like molasses, slow and sweet, uh-huh, just right. Endless all year summer, yeah, sunshine 365. But when she forgets the punchline, it still gets me every time. Sing it. Cause I love every little, every little, every little thing about her love. And just a little, just a little, just a little, ain't enough. I gotta get her, gotta get her, get a little more of she does. I'm all hung up, yeah, cause I love every little, every little, every little thing about her love. Yeah. Oh, and there he is, Russell Dickerson. Woo-hoo. You know, here's why we didn't sing it when you said sing it, because this is the problem we have on this show. Sometimes artists come in and inside their natural repertoire of things they say in the middle of songs, they'll yep. go, okay, you do it. They don't really yeah. mean for us to do it. And then we start doing it, and then they're shocked that somebody's yelling back. So like, we, please don't. So we just don't. So when you're right. like, sing it, we didn't know if you normally say that then or if you wanted us to sing it. I Both, but also the listeners, too, you know, wherever. Oh, in their car. Okay, okay yeah. fair enough. Let's do it again. And we okay. sing it. And this time we'll sing it with him. We're okay. allowed. Yeah, we're allowed. Have at it. Turn every mic up. Let's All go. All of them. All right. One, two, three. Because I love. Every little, every little, every little thing about her love. Just a little, just a little, just a little. Ain't enough. Sing it. Gotta get it, gotta get it, get a little more of us. She does. I don't know these words. Come on. Because I love 
Cause I love every little, every little, every little, every little thing about you. Oh, yeah. I knew 90% of them. <laughs> I, that's, that's I just know why. melodies. When songs come on the radio, I'm like, yes. So that's another reason why we don't sing along. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know every word. Okay. At Russell E.D. Mm-hmm. Russell D. was taken, so I just put my middle initial in there, too. Russell E.D. Was he being funny? Well, I asked him that, too. <laughs> I was like, what, what medical condition are you referring to here, Russell? <laughs> Oh, I saw some article that said if you put your middle initial when you are announcing your name, that you instantly are perceived as more intellectual. Or See? we hear erectile Did dysfunction. It right? uh, well, it's no. one of those right. two. Either I'm not smart or have trouble. <laughs> no, if you were to elsewhere. be like, hi, I'm Russell E. Dickerson. Absolutely. Right? Like, you sound smarter. Right. <laughs> What's uh, your middle initial? E. Amy E. Brown. I just got smarter. <laughs> but it's like, like wait. It's, I was like, did you just stutter or was that I, Amy, <laughs> Amy, Amy E. Amy E. Amy e. e. <laughs> Elizabeth. That's but, funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, Russell Dickerson is here. Let me encourage you guys. Check out Southern Symphony. It came out in December, but he's just uh, knocking down the hits. He got the new song Home Sweet we played a few minutes ago. You know I love you, Russell Dickerson. I love you, bro. Good to see you, buddy. Yes, there thanks for is. having me. Let's clap them out and sing without the guitar every little thing. Here we go. And, and I love every little, every little, every little thing about your love. Just a little, just a little, just a little thing for that summer. All right, back in a minute, everybody. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. This week, Bobby came back from filming Running Wild with Bear Grylls with his fiance Caitlin, and he shared all the things that went down. Plus, there was a moment during filming that he really had to help Caitlin get through it, and it's really sweet to hear how they worked through it, and now we just want to watch the episode that much more. So, hear all about Bobby talking about his time filming with Caitlin now. Number three. I come into the room today extremely sore. Now, I can only say a couple of things, because this one will be on the air a little quicker than the last time I did running wild with Bear Girls, so I, in the next couple months it'll be on. But they asked Caitlin and I to go out and do this show. It's an adventure show with Bear Girls, the survival expert. And we went up into the mountains in Northern California, and it was cold, and we, we had to sleep outside. It was two degrees. We were in sleeping bags, and it was two degrees. We didn't oh. hardly, we, we might have slept 30 minutes. Can you see how burnt my face is from, like, wind? And Yes, your lips are very red. Just... And your um, nose. And so I had done the show before, but they, they definitely took it up a level. And Caitlin had never, and she has no interest in really being on TV. And so she was great, like, because she didn't know what to say when cameras were on her, which is great. Because she said exactly how she felt. I was very proud of her. She was so scared at one point of one thing we were doing that she started, tears were coming down her face. Oh. So how did you, how? We worked as a were, team. Were you just as scared too? It's weird. In crisis, and I'll consider that a crisis moment. For, for her and for me, because I don't like heights either. And it was a massive cliff. So I can tell you at this point. But in crisis period, when there are multiple people, different roles are then accepted. So because she was freaking out, I had to be the other role. Mm. I was like, whoa, whoa, we got this. We're going to blah, blah, blah. And but if she wasn't there, oh, tears would have been <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay. But she is a... She's hurting. She took she took the day off work today. Oh man! Because she her shoulders and back and it's just it's very physical. I'm hurting too, but I had done that before, so I kind of knew what what was happening. But I can't wait for you guys to see it. But it, we left, and Caitlin said, "I think Bear Girls is because we spent a lot of time with him, not just on camera. We 
you know, make a little camp. Like you stay on the show and we spend the night there and we hang out for, you know, 10, 12 hours. She's like, I think Bear Girl is one of my top three favorite people I've ever met because he's exactly the same off camera as he is on camera. That's cool. Just the best. Can't wait for you guys to see the show. Well, did we have a time frame? Not one that I can share, but in the next couple to few months. Okay. It'll be out on uh, Nat Geo and Disney Plus. I'm very excited about that. She crushed it. I'm so proud of her. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. So many guests on the show this week. My personal highlight was having Clint Black and Lisa Hartman Black because not only are they just the nicest and funniest humans, but they are also iconic. They were just on the show, The Masked Singer, so they talked about their time on the show, plus some behind-the-scenes moments from the show that you'll definitely love to hear about. And we even heard their love story. Yes, how they met 30 years ago and how they're still together today. So listen to this and swoon before that Valentine's Day holiday comes up. Number two. About to have Clint Black and his wife, Lisa Hartman Black, on the show. Both great singers. Clint has so many hits. He's been on the show before. For example, Better Man. Still I'm leaving here, Better Man. Killing Time. This killing time. This killing me. Nothing but the taillights. Talking in the moonlight. Seeing nothing but the taillights. They're getting them ready to come on now, but they went on The Masked Singer. And the song that we're going to talk about, they wrote during it. And here is a clip of them being revealed on The Masked Singer. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for country superstars and legendary actress and singer, Clint Black and Lisa Hartman Black. Nicole! Nicole, you were right! All right, there you go. They're on now. Here we go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Clint and Lisa Black. Hello, friends. Hey there. Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good. I got a lot of questions for you guys. First of all, let me just say for the 100th time to you and about you, I love you very much, both of you. Uh, we love you. Thanks. Before you say anything, Bobby, we have a really, really important announcement, okay? Okay. There's a red Camry Toyota at the Target parking lot left its lights on. Thank you for that. John Wiperidge, by Thank the way. You. Okay, there he is, Clint Black. See, and that's what you—that's what happens with Clint the whole time. You got to be ready. You don't know what's going to come at you. Yeah, you do. The, um, yeah, yeah. Important stuff. You're on because you have a new song, "Till the End of Time," and I want to get to that. But that's—that's that's the main reason that we're back talking professionally again. However, I have some questions leading up to this. First of all, this is a love song. I want to know you guys' love story. Like, how did you meet, and how long until you knew? Well, we met New Year's Eve. Uh, 30 years ago, this past New Year's Eve, and we were married 10 months and 20 days later. So we knew pretty quickly. And how long until when you guys got together and went on a first or second date? Uh, Lisa, I'll ask you, how long until you knew that Clint was the one for you? It happened pretty quickly. I mean, it was an immediate attraction, and then we went on our first date, and we talked about everything under the sun, and, and we just... I don't know. You just click. You just know there's something. I think I think because we were a little bit older, you know, we weren't in our 20s. And so we'd lived quite, you know, we'd lived some life and we had a lot of relationships. We just had a feeling and we were right. It's 30 years later. I'm about to get married for the first time uh, coming up in oh, you are. a few months. Yeah, I just I got engaged like last fall. And, you know, for me, never been engaged, never been married, no kids yet. But all that's coming. But what is, you know, being together 30 years like what do you? What advice do you give? You know, a newbie like me. Well, first of all, congratulations. I mean, yeah. that's wonderful. Good for you. 
and her um, communication, right? Yeah, you know, when Roy Rogers heard we were getting married, he said, I'll give you one piece of advice. Don't ever go to bed angry. Uh, A way a psychologist talked about it in a book was uh, if you look at emotions as drops of mercury on the table, you want to clear one off before another one comes along because before too long you'll end up with a blob. You can't dissect it. You can't identify anything from the past. And so it's good to get that stuff out of the way as you go. Uh, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mis- misread each other. And uh, you have to assume the best of your spouse and give them a chance to tell you that it was only gas. Uh, that's why I was looking at you <laughs> oh that way. Oh, my God. Okay. So you have to deal with it in the moment. That's my quick answer. In the moment. Don't wait. Don't, you know, you got to deal with it now it's and gas. move on. Oh, my God. I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> Clint Black, Lisa Hartman Black are both on the show right now. They have a new song called Till the End of Time, which they wrote while they were on The Mass Singer. Let me play a clip of this song real quick. You were the beginning of forever in my mind Like a favorite song or the perfect rhyme Now, when it says you wrote it during The Mass Singer... Did you write it while you were in Los Angeles, like doing the show, or did you like write it at home in between tapings? How, how did the song come about? It was, it was just, it was right after, and we were all talking, and somebody said we should record the prayer, and we were thinking, yeah, you know, we could record one of the songs we did. And then I thought maybe I could write something new, and I beat my head against the wall for days until I finally came up with. The opening line, which is, I can tell you how the story never ends. It, it just came together quickly. How did someone approach you two to do the mass? Because you guys were the owls, if I'm remembering correctly. What was that? Who gave you that call, and what was the pitch to you guys to do it together? We were in the kitchen, actually, and Clint has a little station for his computer, and an email came in, and we started laughing. And and it went from laughter to hmm, maybe we're wow. going to do this. We love the show. We you know. And then we really laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Once you agree to do something outrageous, then the giddiness kicks in. Yeah. I'm assuming it's pretty secretive when you're doing the show in real time. Like how secretive were they oh, when yeah. when you were on set or oh, near set? Everything is very very secretive. I mean, the idea of doing something together like that seemed like so much fun. And then like he said, you commit and, and you realize what you've taken on and. The whole secrecy thing. I mean, you dress head to toe. She wore sandals to the set, and they gave me uh, they get, said you can't get out of the car with your feet showing. <laughs> your feet showing, right? So I mean, you really, you truly are. You're covered head to toe. They inspect you before you get out of the car. Then you go to your dressing room. Then if you leave the dressing room for something, you're back in it. So it, it's quite a. It was to the point deal. when we'd get back to the hotel. And we should start to leave the hotel for something and we look around for our suit, our coverage suit. Right. And, oh, no, we don't have – we can be ourselves. At first, it's kind of fun because you're feeling really sneaky and you're part of this, like, group of, you know – the sneakiness is fun. And then then it becomes a, a bit laborious. But it's fine. I mean, we we enjoyed it so much. It was great to work together like that. Do you know who the other contestants are or is that all secret, too? Oh, no, but but you could sometimes we could overhear someone else's rehearsals, and I heard one of the singers, and I said to Lisa, "That's Leanne," and she said, "Oh, maybe it is." And then she, and then she had an idea, I think, of who it might be, and then we weren't sure after that. And then when we 
saw the show when it aired, uh, it was it was we quickly knew we knew right away. Well, listen. I hope everybody out there that's listening to me now will check out till the end of time. It's a new song from Clinton Lisa. And uh, hey, Lisa, let me ask you a question. What is what's your favorite all time Clint Black song? Well, I love. Um, I know it's tough. She really likes we, loosen up my strings. Oh, well, uh, I like yeah, that yeah, for yeah. the gym. I love loosen up my strings, but I love something that we do. Yeah. But it, I mean, there's just so many. Fortunately, he's so talented, and he's written so many incredible songs. I mean, it's true. Say more stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I love something that we do, and and then uh, till the end of time. We're gonna go on tour together this November, and I'm gonna make her sing one of my. Uh, Take one of my old hits and turn it into a duet. So, Bobby, the name of the tour is Mostly Hits and the Misses. <laughs> How's that? When you guys decide you're going to announce it, come in here, do a little performance. You guys can perform together. I'd love to see you guys in person once we all get that 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 shot in our shoulder. And you know I adore you until the end of time is the new song. Uh, good to talk to you guys, and hopefully I will see you soon, you okay? Hey, thanks. Look Thank for you. us on PBS, by the way, Finding Your Roots. Find out uh, the, the terrible background of my life. Wait, are you? Be- I don't. I never know if you're serious, Clint. Ever. <laughs> I yeah. know. Congratulations okay. on the engagement. I never know. I never know if he's messing with me or not. I think he's been serious. Okay. PBS, February twenty third. <laughs> find my ro- the history of the owl on Mass Singer. Okay, Clint. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye, Lisa. All right. Bye. Love All right. you guys. <laughs> uh, your favorite Clint Black song? Like the rain. Strong contender for me. Killing time. Yeah, but probably, and I'm leaving here. Oh, better, better man. man. Probably, right? Nothing but the taillights. Mm, that one's good. Nothing. Oh, that's Come a jam, on. too. Oh, when my ship comes in. Yeah, jam sandwiches mm-hmm. for sure. All right, Clint Black, Lisa Hartman Black, always fantastic. You just can never quite get a handle on Clint. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Number one spot this week, Amy sang some karaoke. And when I say she slayed it, she did really good. I think everybody was smiling along with her while she was singing. So I brought on Amy to come in and talk about this really fun moment on the show. Hey. Hey, I feel honored that I'm the number one slot. Are they in order of, like, best to worst? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, (laughs) these are the best seven of the whole week. So, like, they're even topping all the things that happened this week. Wow. Okay. So, and I think everybody will agree with me on this because you really sang your heart out. Now, I need to know, though, was there ever like a point in your life that you wanted to be a singer? I mean, no, not really. I think you can tell by hearing uh, when I sing that I can't sing. But I think, you know, when I was nine or 10 years old, I would sing at church with my sister and somehow they let us on stage. And I think I thought I was actually good. And of course... Our mom would tell us we were good. But, you know, we sang, uh, the Lord has a will and I have a need to follow that will (laughs) to humbly be still. Oh, no, mate. That's maybe the song I sang when I got baptized. But then my sister and I sang a a totally different one. There was multiple times that I was allowed to sing, which I when I shouldn't have. So, yes, maybe when I was 10, but as an adult, no, reality hit me. I can't sing. Did you ever have any, like, solo moments when you were in the church choir? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, the one I just sang for you, I sang solo, just me and some guy with a guitar. I mean, and then that was pretty awesome, though. When my sister and I sang, it was just us two, and probably, I think, a soundtrack over the uh, 
you know, PA system or whatever it was called at church. I don't know. But yeah, music. And then funny side note about that is the performance probably would have gone better because, you know, we were great singers. But my sister's boyfriend at the time sprayed my mom's pepper spray in the middle of church right before we sang. And so everybody, including us, was coughing during the performance. So my big moment on stage was ruined by people coughing, but we killed it. (laughs) Well, you did mention when you were singing The Chicks, There's Your Trouble, that this was a karaoke song that you used to do all the time. And and it was because you wanted the guy you liked at the time to notice, which I think everybody can relate to. They've had that song in that moment. So you talked on the show that he had never heard you were. No, he has no idea. Nope. I just thought, what wouldn't it be so cool if he came to the same karaoke bar that night that we were out and he heard me singing it? And of course, he probably wouldn't know that it was even for him, but maybe it would send some sort of a message of him thinking, oh man, is is this my trouble? Am, am I with the wrong one? Uh, should I see that Amy loves me? She really loves me? Or should I just keep holding on? There's my trouble. So I thought maybe he would hear the lyrics and it would speak to him, but he never did. And I still know the guy to this day. And he have you ever became... brought it up to him? Like that? No, I mean this? I'm sure at this point I probably could, but now he's married with kids and I'm married with kids, so this <laughs> that would be awkward. But I actually ran into him a couple of years ago in downtown Austin. We were both with our spouses and walking down like downtown saw him. Hey, and so <laughs> for me, I definitely had a, a long crush on this guy. Great guy, but. We dated kind of-ish, but he never heard me sing karaoke. So obviously you did this and he wasn't there and stuff. Did you ever like go to karaoke as a date and you did sing to a guy that you... No, 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 no. Karaoke is only something I did with my roommates. (laughs) It was like a girl thing. Yeah, it was just a girl thing. We also would sing, what's that song? Um, Get Low. Ray is in here. I don't know. Get Low by like Lil John. That's when I learned how dirty those lyrics are. (laughs) Something about, change off your bones. Yep. To the window, to the wall. (laughs) And I thought, oh my God. So, yes, that was something we did uh, as with girlfriends, okay, like for many that. years, not even just college after I I probably should go do it more. I mean, I think you're really great at karaoke. So have you thought about buying a karaoke thing for your house to do with like your kids? Oh, yes, we have one. OK, well, but, I mean, we haven't really busted it out. But, yeah, they got this some microphone thing. It's actually really easy to do these days, especially how computers sync up with TVs and you can have your it's not this dramatic setup that it probably was back in the day when we were kids. But, yeah, we probably a year into getting the kids from Haiti. That's something we did to, you know entertain them and then I was tired of hearing them scream into the microphone so that we no longer do (laughs) (laughs) did you and your husband ever do like a duet on karaoke for these like karaoke nights with the family no we've never done a duet performing he's even shy at home like he's shy and public in general but even at home when we have dance parties the kids will be like dad dance with us and we really have to get after him to just break loose and dance a little nobody's watching it's fine um so no he it's not his thing it's just not his thing well I definitely think it's your thing I think you killed it that's why you were the number one spot that's why everybody on social media yeah I don't know Bobby's management sent me a text they were listening Tom Lord shout out he probably doesn't listen to the post show pre-show but I'm pretty sure let me read you his message said to me hey uh Amy 
Hold on. Now I'm trying to find the text. He goes, wow, two thoughts. Number one, we don't really ever need to talk about managing you as a singer. (laughs) And then number two, he's like, your dedication inspired me to chase some other dreams that I'm not necessarily great at, but he just loved my passion. So I inspired him. So there you you go. I inspired a lot of people. You just went at it. And I think that's the only thing we can do about anything in life is just go full at it. And I think that's exactly what you did. Yes. That's why I was owning it with my highlighter. It was my microphone. You had two microphones. It was beautiful. Yeah. So you posted it on the (laughs) the Bobby Bones show (laughs) Instagram so people can go watch it if they want to. Oh my gosh. Are you going to play it back? Oh, here, yeah, now? It back here now? Oh, I'm sorry in advance, <laughs> but yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, and everybody, you can listen back now to Amy's thing, but also go watch the video, because the highlighter, it, it was the highlighter for me that really did in the whole performance, so mm-hmm. okay, listen to this and watch it back. All right, thanks, Morgan. Number one. Earlier in the show, we were talking about the Dixie Chicks and how on this day in 1998, they're the chicks now. I just want to get any trouble here. Yeah. But when they put the record out in 1998, they were the Dixie Chicks, and Wide Open Spaces was the record. Their first major label, and it, we, it shook all of our lives. We loved it. And Amy mentioned that that was the song she sang as karaoke, right? Yeah, my freshman year of college. So let me hear the Dixie Chicks version There's trouble, of There's Your Trouble, trouble. from the album Wide Open Spaces. Oh, don't waste it. Okay, so that's <laughs> no, I'm warming up. So tell me, you would get it. Where would you do karaoke? Oh, I'm trying to think of the name, but it was a honky-tonk bar in College Station, Texas, and my roommates and I would go, and this guy that was also at school with us, I would sometimes hope he was in the crowd because he wasn't with me, he was with somebody else, and I was thinking, I was singing There's Your Trouble to him. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I knew how I felt about him, and I didn't think she felt that way about him. The song was just so perfect, and... <laughs> So I would sing it at karaoke. He was never there, I don't think. Do you want to look at Mike D and imagine that's him? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just going to okay. face the way okay. I'm all right, all right, And right. I have my <clears throat> microphone. You have a microphone in front of you. Okay. A real one. I know, yeah, a real one, one like I'm Amy holding. has a bottle as a microphone. <laughs> no, you, have, you literally have a microphone in front of you. Okay, okay. All right, are we ready? It. Okay. Here is Amy <clears throat> doing. Hopefully I can hear when to go in. Here we go. Here? No. No, no, no. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> this is where you stand awkwardly Ready? in front Coming of the crowd. Up. It should have been different, but it wasn't different. Was the same old story and dear John so long. It should have fit like a glove. It should have fit like a ring, like a diamond ring. Token of a true love. Should have all worked out, but it didn't. She should be here now, but she isn't. There's your trouble, there's your trouble. You keep seeing double with the wrong one. And you can see I love you, you can see she doesn't, but you just keep a holding on. There's your trouble. Yeah, keep it going, keep it going. Ah, this, this is, is Amy right now. Let's go, I need some more. Okay. Here we go. So now you're thinking about all oh, you're missing, how deep you're sinking round and round and dragging down. Why don't you cash in your chips? Why don't you call it a loss? Not such a big loss. Chalk it up for better luck. Could have been true love, but it wasn't. It should all add up, but it doesn't. <laughs> there's your trouble. There's your trouble. You keep 
C and double with the wrong one. And you can see I love you, you can see. She doesn't, but she just keep a holding on. There's your trouble. There she is, everybody. Yeah. Our karaoke queen, Amy. That, so, yeah. I would awkwardly sing that. No, that's good, though. <laughs> you can definitely feel you getting warm in the second verse, though. Yeah. She's starting to feel herself a little bit. Yeah. Perfect scenario is he doesn't hear you do the first verse, but walks in the room uh-huh. in the middle of the second. Right. Yeah. And somehow he would, like, magically know, oh, wow, yeah, that's who I need to be with. Her. <laughs> and you guys don't know this, but that guy is now Amy's husband. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Oh. Was it was it George Strait's son? Bubba? No, uh, it I was never, Bubba. No, I never dated him. But, but I know he. He was my neighbor, but. Yeah. Uh, but you had a crush on him. Didn't no. You? No. Yeah, no, you did. I yeah, did. No, I mean he was George Wright's son, so yeah, we were yeah. all kind of like, what in the world? And he lived like I see him all like parking his car, and he lived nearby. And parking so we would, his car. We or his truck. He had a huge truck. You'd see him smiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we would like leave cookies at his doorstep. It was no big deal. No big deal at all. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week. Show. With Morgan number two. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. I really appreciate y'all taking the time to hang out with me, listen back to these segments, and hear from Amy and Lunchbox on some of their big moments from the week. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. It's all at Bobby Bone Show. You can relive all the great moments in video form. Yes, there is video of pretty much everything. Plus, you can follow me on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at WebGirlMorgan. I've been TikToking a lot lately. Bye. This is the Bobby Ball Show.